can break the silence now. Oh my god, we're coming in for episode seven. <laughs> Where do we begin right here? <laughs> Time to begin the show. Hello and welcome to Fuck Me Dead, the podcast that brings you the stories from Australia and it's about that just make you say, fuck me dead. I'm Amanda. And I'm CJ. Enjoy the mouse sound at the start of that. Um, thank you for leaving that for me in editing. I appreciate it. It's episode <laughs> seven. It's been a week since Woo! we last spoke to you, but it's only been like... 24 hours. 23 hours since we last recorded. <laughs> Apologies in advance, the next few episodes sound will probably be slightly different because we're moving, as we mentioned last episode. So, you know, there are less and less things in this room. It's going to sound maybe a little bit echoey. And then when we move, we're going to have to figure out how... We're moving to a place with no carpet, yeah. which is great, but... It's great for us, but it's gonna be not so good for sound. <laughs> yeah, so. so, yeah, things might be a little weird over the next few weeks. Let's pretend we're recording this in an abandoned church. Sure, why not? Imagine that. <laughs> And you'll be fine. I don't. I wouldn't want to be in an abandoned church. That's probably haunted. You think everything's haunted? Only things that look creepy. Mm, mm. Mm. So the Nightmare Before Christmas movie is haunted. I mean, they probably are. Mm. The Exorcist definitely was. What was the um, Poltergeist movies? They're definitely haunted. Isn't that what they're about? No, but isn't there like the Poltergeist curse where like horrible things and people die and stuff? I don't know that one. I know the Superman curse. I don't know what the Superman curse like is. Like, all the guys who play Superman, something bad happens to them, like, like ruins uh, their career, or they end up in a wheelchair, or... Yeah, okay. They end up as a witcher. <laughs> yes, that that one. That one's terrible. <laughs> mm, fuck. fuck. <laughs> such, such. How'd you memorize all your lines? <laughs> mm, fuck, I forgot. <laughs> he really is a good um, girl, though. He is. I liked him as Gerald. Yeah, same. Okay, now we've really gone off track. Good sort of Just talking about movies and TV shows now. <laughs> but we got to feel the front of the episode of something. <laughs> now we'll cross that off the little checkmark box. Oh my okay. god. <laughs> I've got three stories. Same. I what think a shocking we, twist. I think we don't need to say that anymore. Generally, we come with three stories each every week. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that's just going to be our standard format. Unless, like, we've got something that's super long or something. Well, I mean, one of my stories is different. I actually come from a two-minute video. Okay. Because I Googled, I was like, I need a story. I'm doing WA this week and other states, so Mm -hmm. I better, like, I was just like, dumb news, Western Australia. (laughs) This video came up and I watched it. I'm like, yeah, that'll do. I I can work with this. (laughs) Okay. That should be interesting then. Yeah. So the best part is I'm pretty much going to give you my interpretation of what I'm seeing and what I heard, and then you can go watch it yourself. Okay, cool. Yeah. Do you want to go first then? Okay. I'm not starting with that story though. What do you hate? Oh, I don't know. What do I hate? It's a big animal. Fucking emus. Emus. I fucking hate (laughs) emus. Seriously, they are just the scariest looking creature and they run and they peck. No, I don't like them. They're awful. Plus they're usually taller than me. Don't like that. Don't love it. I once cleaned out an emu's exhibit a few times when I was doing my intern thing at the zoo. Oh, I hate him. He was... In season? Oh, no. Did he hump you? No, but he did keep coming and leaving, le- resting his head on my shoulder. He was very soft, actually. It was kind of sweet. Although he did bite me as I was leaving. This is... Yeah, see, I don't like... And the thing is, like, their face is usually at my face level. Or a bit taller. They're That's surprisingly terrifying. soft, though. They do look soft. Hi, Poppy. Uh, we knew this would happen. Hi! <laughs> Poppy has been very needy today, so I don't... There might be screaming in this She's episode. She's got a I'm story sorry. to tell as well. Uh, 
Yeah, just no one can understand it. <laughs> Leave um, her in. Leave her <laughs> screaming in. Okay. I like it. Well, this story. Yeah, see, she agrees. Leave it in. Poppy, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're trying to do something here. Go play with your ping pong ball. Tell me about these fucking emus. These emus. Now, you don't have to worry because these emus are in Nanup. So they're a long way away, I'm assuming. Yeah, Nanup okay, cool. is, uh, it looked like an hour or so's drive south of Perth. Okay. It's pretty much like, you know, like the coast curves from the west coast into the south coast? Mm-hmm. So like right in the middle of that curve. Okay. But inland. It once had the world's largest wooden pendulum clock for three months before they had to take it down due to a landlord dispute. <laughs> so this is from Perth now, Shannon Ver... Verhagen. Verhagen. Sounds very German. Yeah. Shannon Verhagen of Southwestern Times for, I guess, Perth now just stole the story from them or paid them. I don't know how it works. Yeah, I don't know how that works either. Uh, people in Nanup are waking up to emus everywhere. Oh, I fucking hate Main these. Street, emus. Caravan Ugh. parks, emus. Ugh. Front yards, emus. Ugh. Oh, I hate it. This is my, literally my, my, my worst my, nightmare. What? Is this the beginning of the Great Emu War 2? Oh, no. I hope not, because they showed some emus. They're cute. How do you think an emu is cute? <sighs> they're really soft. Little and they're ones. like little babies. They're okay. But There's once... lots of babies. Ugh. Lots of little babies running around. But once they get into that full-grown feathery mess. No. Oh, look at me, actually, like, journalizing this stuff. Is this the beginning of the Great Emu War 2? No. Many people in the town actually love the emus. Okay. However, they stink. Ugh. And they're pooping. Oh, it always comes back to poop. <laughs> it always comes back to poop. Uh, so they're leaving scat in the gardens, which, I mean, it's actually probably a good thing. That's manure. Oh, it's free fertilizer. However, they're also shitting on the roads. Ugh. And that becomes a hazard, not unlike an oil slick. And one motorcyclist has actually already hit an emu. Yeah. Probably ran out in front of him. Oh, no. A lot of motorcyclists getting injured in my stories this week, actually. Okay. Well, that's alarming as a person who rides a motorcycle. Yeah, well, hazard alert. <laughs> so the Nanup Shire Council has offered some suggestions for a harmonious living with the emus, such as do not feed them, do not approach them. If confronted, make loud noises and squirt them with a garden hose. Oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to make it clear that even though I, I do genuinely dislike emus, they really scare me. I wouldn't want them to die. Like, I'm afraid this is what you're getting to. You're getting to culling. No. No? Okay, good. I mean, there are a lot of emus in Australia. They're not in danger of going extinct anytime soon. Quite a successful animal. Yeah, they're also going to be installing road signs on the outskirts of the town to let people know there's emus all over the place. Okay. Emus next. 30,000 square kilometres. <laughs> okay. Um, they spoke to Naravan Caravan Park owner Julie May. Uh, and she said a dad with 15 or so chicks comes through their campsite every 8 a.m. Every morning see, about 8 like, a.m. Even though I don't like them, that's still a bit cute. People people are loving these this little troop of emus coming through. Uh, quote, they come, eat some fruit on our trees, and then go on their merry way. Who wouldn't want to see a whole emu family right next to them? It's very special. Oh, so, so the, awesome. the, the emus, they've all moved into this town, basically. I don't know why. It's quite, it's sort of like rural, but it's up in the mountains, by the looks of it, or up in the hills. It's quite green and fertile, so it's not yeah. really, I think, more like, you ever been to Bury? No. I don't know any other inland towns in New South Wales. It's okay. We'll keep going. Okay. <laughs> Mogo? <laughs> <laughs> well, I sort of know now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, becoming a bit of a local attraction in the area. Southern Forest Blackwood Valley Tourism Association Chief Executive, Wendy Duncan, says, It's a nice sight, especially in the context of the bushfires in the eastern states where they're losing so many native animals. It's mm, a good point. Still. Uh, so, however, Wendy did advise they are wild animals. They can be aggressive, especially when it's a male with their chicks. Mm-hmm. So don't approach these babies. Look and photograph. Do not feed them and stay back. Well, yeah, like I said, I think the, re- yeah, the reason that I'm so afraid of them is they're quite tall. They could attack you, like, in the face. It is a big beak on them. When the one bit me, 
I mean, I don't know how much of a serious bite it was. I think it was more of just like a nip, like, why are you leaving kind of thing. Right, okay. <laughs> Did it hurt? Not really. It took me a little bit to realise what had happened. I was So I'd already left the exhibit and I had my hand sort of back through putting the lock on. Yeah. And that's when he nipped me. Right, okay. But I don't have teeth or anything, so it's kind of like getting gummed with a beak. <laughs> yeah, but beaks are hard. They can hurt. Yeah, but I got like, it's only the internal parts of the beak, so like, it didn't mm. stab me or anything. That might have right, been okay. So, yeah. And there were quokkas in there too. Oh, cute. They ran from me. Oh. Yeah, quokkas and emus living together. That makes sense. Yeah. That's fine. Quokkas are so cute. So that emu could play quokka soccer. Oh, no, stop it. They told me that was a thing when I went to Perth. They're like, oh, we've got a game out here. We call it quokka soccer. We, oh, Come like, what off the it. fuck is that? Come off it as if. Yeah, they don't. But <laughs> they're just like, I mean, when I went over there, they're also like, you're going to have to get your money changed. So we use a dollary dues in the week. Oh, my God. Like, you don't have your own currency. <laughs> Australians just like to bullshit other people, I think. It's like that a whole, I'm not here to fuck spiders thing. That's a real saying. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. I've never heard it before in my life. No, no, seriously, that's a real saying. That's not a made up one. No, seriously, stop shaking your head at me. It's it's a real saying. No, people do say it. I've only heard it ever since it was a joke on the internet. I think it started as a joke and it's become a real saying. No. Yeah, I'd never heard it I'd before. I'd heard it yet. before it. No. Okay. <laughs> the only, like, real... Uh, Australian thing that we like to perpetuate to other people is drop bears. I almost did the drop bear story this week, but I figured it was pretty viral. Most people have probably seen it. Yeah. If you haven't, there's a great, uh, a Scottish reporter was here in like Kangaroo Island and the locals there got dressed up in like paintballing gear and like (laughs) armor and stuff and face masks. (laughs) And they're all just, like, wearing t-shirts and shorts still. That's why I don't understand why she didn't realise something was up, because no one else was wearing protective gear. Yeah, not even any of the other camera crew. And they had her a koala, and they're like, it's a subspecies of koala known as the drop bear. And it's just sitting there, koala. Koalas, you know, they're fucking pretty slow, pretty dumb, don't do a whole lot. And it's just minding its own business, moves his head around a bit. It's like, oh, shit, I think he's going to go for it. <laughs> just look up, I think, like, Scottish reporter drop bear on Google. We'll You'll put, find the video. We'll put it on Twitter, because yeah. it's pretty funny. Oh, did you see the uh, article I linked before? Which one? I was looking for dumb news and I thought, oh, this story's going to be great. It's about a guy who had like a three-day erection after giving himself like ox Viagra. Oh my God. Took place in Mexico though, so it doesn't qualify, but I'm like, fuck it, I'm linking that story. (laughs) Yeah, so emus. If you like emus, go to Nana. If you don't don't like- touch them. If you don't like emus, stay away from Nana. Oh, I'm going to stay away. But if you like emus, just don't touch them because they bite. They're soft though. So my first story is super, super short, but I read it. And just found it so funny. Because, I mean, I don't think anyone actually was ill. Okay, hang away. Let me read the story first. I'll read you the headline. Okay. Because the headline alone tells you the entire story, but fuck, it's funny. Catholic school children fall ill after consuming cookies laced with cannabis on a school trip. (laughs) Now, I think when they say ill, they mean high. Yeah. Um, But they're trying to put it nicely for the parents. (laughs) Christian kids see God after cookies laced with the devil's herb. (laughs) That's a much better headline. So I got this uh, story from the Daily Mail, of course. Uh, it was written by Nick White. But eight children from Aquinas? How would you say that? That's what? Aquarius. <laughs> it's not Aquarius. I don't it's, know. Uh, Aquinas? 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 Look, a Catholic college <laughs> on the Gold Coast were on an excursion in the last week of classes for this year. So this happened back in December. Mm-hmm. Um, when they felt ill, I'm putting that in air quotes, from eating marijuana cookies. So look, I think- Who gave them the marijuana cookies? No, I think really what happened here is a kid bought them with them. They didn't know that they were laced. They shared them around. They all got high and had a great time. Oh man. (laughs) 
I've never done edibles, but I hear, like, if you have more than... You should only have one at a time and wait. I will admit that I read the comments on the Daily Mail article, and yeah. uh, lots of people are like, oh, never do a whole cookie. <laughs> <laughs> so, like I've it. never done them either, so I have no um, no basis of comparison, but, yeah, apparently it's not good. So, maybe they got so high they were just, like, freaking the fuck out. Yeah, I can't <laughs> imagine the kids are having a good like, But, to take back my headline, it's correct. What do you mean? What, the headline? I can't yeah, yeah. <laughs> Christian kids, he faced a god after drinking, after eating whole devil herb cookie. I, I find the stance from the school a little weird, because um, it says, the college didn't find the illegal substance on the children, and it, was believe- it wasn't believed to be sold to them by any other student. And the statement said that they all recovered quickly, because it was just weed. They don't think that the children had it. <laughs> How the fuck did they eat them? And they didn't think that it was sold to them by any other students. Like someone brought them in. How? How did they get them? That doesn't answer that question. I'm genuinely asking them. They probably know. I would say they know. They They're just don't want to say. Maybe one of the teachers. Ooh, scandalous. But they've got to, you know, Christian institutions kind of protect their own on the inside, covering it up. Oh, I don't know. I think that as a person who went to a Catholic college, if that happened, they would have been booted straight away. Yeah. No question. Yeah, but they'll keep it quiet kind of thing. Maybe. That's possible. They want a reputation. We hired Drogo. Um, so here's, here's the statement from, like, the official statement from the school. Um, we've been working with the students and their families to learn more about this situation but before deciding on appropriate responses. We believe that an illegal substance was involved. <laughs> so they don't even want to actually, like, 100% Admit. confirm that they were, like, marijuana cookies. Does the article say they definitely were? Yeah. But the official statement from the school doesn't say that. Are they politicians? Uh, We do not believe that this substance was sold by students to other students. The substance was not found on the students. Because they ate it. Yeah, exactly. That's what's so confusing to me. I think they're trying to paint it in a way that they're like, it wasn't serious. Mm. Which, I mean, it is and it isn't. Like, I think they want to have like a reputation of like, oh, the kids at our school are doing drugs and yeah. shit. So. <laughs> um, however, usually private schools are the worst for that kind of shit. I mean, I went to a Catholic private college, but it was out west. We were generally quite poor, but it was yeah. like the fanciest school out of the shittest. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. the best of the worst. Pretty much. <laughs> so there wasn't like a whole lot of that going on, at least at my school. But if you like, his stories, I don't want to say actual schools, but I think the ones you know that I'm probably referring to. Yeah. It's all, like, loads of drugs, like, really inappropriate behaviour. Look, I hear you, I see you. What kind of school do you want to go to, Poppy? She's a bit old for school. She's rubbing her soft ragdolly face on my foot. <laughs> you need to be quiet. I don't know what's going on with you today. Poppy, do you want to hear my next story? But yeah, that, that was the whole story. I just thought it was really funny that it was such a minor, in, like, incident that the school seems to be, like, trying to cover up, and they all just got high on a school trip. <laughs> it, it seems pretty minor to me. I mean, obviously, you don't do drugs at school, but nothing bad happened, really, apart from them getting, in air quotes, ill. <laughs> I mean, some bad things happened to my next story. Oh, okay. And I think this boy probably felt ill the next morning. For Nine News Perth, Darius Winterfield, dumb criminal. Is that the title? That's the title of the video. There was no oh, real headline. Okay. Yeah, so I was like, I'll just call this episode Dumb Criminal. Okay. A not-so-smooth criminal has been take- has taken the idea of an open bar to the next level, breaking into a pub and helping himself to everything in sight. Have you ever thought about doing this? Breaking into a pub? Or just helping yourself? To a bar. There's been a few bars where I think I've known the bartender as well enough that I probably could have, like, jokingly got away with it. I probably would have paid <laughs> afterwards, but I probably would be like, I'll support myself. But I wouldn't because, like, that would fuck there. Like, if I... If you do this, 
thing where it's like if you try and save yourself at a bar, like that gets the bar in a lot of trouble as well. Oh yeah, of course. So like, I never would, but like part of me is like I could probably like get away with it. Get away with it. <laughs> but I'm not a dickhead, so <laughs> I it is it's a weird thing. I've never poured a beer from a tap and I'd really, really like to. My RSA is expired now though, so I think I've missed my chance. I was about to say that. Don't they do that in like your R- RSA course or whatever? No. No, okay. No, it was just to say I could serve it and never taught me anything about it. Maybe you should do like a mixing drinks course. That'd be fun, actually. I mean, I only ask the question if you've ever thought about it because I know you do love your drinks. Yeah. I've often thought about like opening a bar and stuff, but I don't know anything about it. I just like the idea of it. <laughs> Anyhow, dumb criminal. Yes. So a criminal breaks into a pub and he's unable to get out. So he breaks in through the roof, and there's great footage of him crashing through the roof and landing on his ass, which must have hurt right on the tailbone. Oh, no. And uh, he gets up. It's a pub with a liquor store attached, basically. Okay. And, like, it seems like quite a sizable liquor store attached. Oh, okay. Because at one point, he's got a shopping trolley. Oh, Lord, okay. And I'm like, where the fuck did he get that from? It's a pub. <laughs> yeah, so he drops in, falls on his ass, gets up, opens up the spirits cabinet, and looks like he helps himself to a bottle of JD. Although he's opening it with his teeth at one point. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Is this Was this guy already drunk? I don't know. I think When he, he like, got in there. I don't know. I don't know. So throughout <laughs> this, I'll be uh, quoting a Peter Herney. I don't know if he's the pub owner or the manager or whatever, but they spoke to him the whole time. Okay. He seemed like someone to do with the pub. So quote from Peter Herney here. He got into the pub and he couldn't get out. Thanks, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the intruder begins to throw bar stools around the room with a drink in hand the whole time. Uh, he's seen drinking beer straight out of the tap. Destroys the TAB machine. So good on you, actually. <laughs> that part we're not mad at you about. No, that's good. Uh, and then he proceeds to take a nap on one of the pool tables. Quoting him from Peter. He's gone through and destroyed everything. Smashed, I think, seven windows. Bottles thrown everywhere. Oh, my God. So after waking up from his nap on the pool table, he begins to fill a shopping trolley. No idea where he got it. Must be a big liquor store. Jesus. With as many bottles of alcohol as he could fit. What was As he it- planning to do with it? He's leaving. But he couldn't get out. He doesn't know that yet. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> Oh, so he's done all of this before he even realised that he couldn't get out. <laughs> what a fucking dickhead. I thought it was more like, I'm bored, I'm just going to destroy some stuff. No. Oh, lordy. He hasn't even tried to leave yet. Oh, God. <laughs> After waking up, he goes, da, 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 da. has a quick snack, and he's like walking through the thing, eating some potato chips, something oh, like Smith's God. original salted, which to Peter has to say, oh, potato chips, he had a few of them, must have been hungry, he said laughing. <laughs> Like, Peter's, like, laughing the whole time. He thinks it's hilarious. I mean, I, I guess he's at least he's the funny side Like, of he's it. in good spirits about it. Um, <laughs> well, he's probably in short. He's like, I don't have to pay for any of this shit. <laughs> yeah. uh, so he takes the trolley to the security roller door. He removes the big bars on the other side of the roller door, like, things stop people bashing it in kind of thing. Yeah. Falls over. Tries the fire extinguisher for some reason. Just has a go at it. Okay. And then he realizes he cannot open the roller door. Oh, no. <laughs> he's stuck Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Quote from Peter again. When the police got here, all they could hear was cries from inside. Let me out. Let me out. <laughs> Peter said, laughing. <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny. He was charged with stealing and destruction of property, estimated at $50,000 worth of damages. Oh my God. <laughs> I think it's made, I think it's funnier now that I know that he did all that before he even realized he couldn't get out. I don't know why, but that makes it way more that's funny. Good footage. Like, we'll look at the video, but he's like, he's just like leaning against the broad, like, <sighs> oh no. <laughs> Like, he's just truly given up. He's just realized. He's like, oh, fuck. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> this is it. I'm done. I'm going to get busted. But, I mean, he was on camera the entire time anyway, right? What a dickhead. <laughs> what did he think was going to happen? <laughs> I don't know. Wasn't super young either. He's 29 or something. I feel like by 29, you should be able to make better life decisions. I was that. about to say, at 29, you know better. Yeah. Obviously. 
I wonder what led him to that. Why he thought that was a good idea. Because, like, okay, I can kind of understand your logic in, like, okay, I'm going to break into this pub, I'm going to steal some booze, and then I'm going to go out. But why destroy everything on the way? Get drunk. <laughs> yeah, I guess. My next story is on a completely different note. It's a weird one. Oh. Um, but I feel like this should be a warning to people who are thinking about body modifications and the risks that are involved. Okay, so I got this story from news.com.au, and it was written by Becky Pemberton. What a cool name. Uh, I thought that too when I wrote that down. I'm like, that's cool. <laughs> so this article is about a girl named Amber Luke, who is 24 from New South Wales. Is that her full name? Amber Huffin Luke? Or is it Amber, last name Luke? The second one. So she has spent over $37,000 on body modifications. Wish I had $37,000. Same. I wish I had that much money at 24. Fucking sweet. Yeah, what? She's 24? Where's she going? Yeah. Where's she getting this for? She must live at home. Probably does, but I don't know the answer to that. But I think she's a bit of a influencer, shall oh. I say, as well. So <clears throat> her most recent uh, body modification was getting her eyeballs tattooed. Oh, is she the one who got them tattooed blue? Yes. I remember this chick. Uh, and she went blind for three weeks. Yeah. I, I have to think... There would have to be a lot of risk involved with sticking a needle in your eye, right? Lots of needles over and over again as well. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how you could keep your eye open for it. Yeah, I don't know that either. Do you like... Is it like when you have um, eye surgery where it's like held open? Yeah, Yeah, that'd have to be, right? Oh, that makes me feel so uncomfortable. I can't even put contacts in, so I don't know how I would ever go through something like that. I I want more tattoos, but not like that. It was... The procedure was 40 minutes. 40 minutes of keeping your eyes open while it gets stabbed. I'm sorry. This, you know, No, the thing is, like, I don't care what you do to your body. It makes you feel good. Fucking do it. But I'm just, like, more thinking, wouldn't that be painful? Like, well, how? Well, so then, like, how? your eyes are perifferated. <laughs> yeah. So then, like, it's going to leak. When you blink, you'll get moisture in your eye. I, I don't like any of this. Yeah, no. It, it does make me feel... I mean, one, I have a really, really bad like, needle phobia. I'm impressed by her ability to just lie there and get it done. Yeah. Like, I think, like, fucking hell. How do you? How would you do that? But I'm just like... Woo. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I've got a quote um, from her about what the procedure was like. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You're not far from it. <laughs> not far from it, really. <laughs> so she said, I can't even begin to describe to you what the feeling was like. The best description I can give you is once the eyeball was penetrated with the ink, it felt like the tattoo artist grabbed 10 shards of glass and rubbed it in my eye. That happened four times per eye. That was pretty brutal. Yeah. Okay, so at least it's only four stabs. So you're not like something of a tattoo gun, so it's like leaking out. But still, fuck that. <sighs> no. Um, unfortunately, my artist went too deep into my eyeball. If your eyeball procedure's done correctly, you're not supposed to go blind at all. I was blind for three weeks. At least it came back. Yeah, I have to admit. Fuck you like it healed. If you had that done and then you went blind, wouldn't you be fucking terrified that it's just never coming back? I would be. Yeah. I had a um I had a manager, she wore glasses, right? Because when she was young, she went like tanning beds were a new thing when she was young. Oh yeah. And she went and she had her eyes open the whole time and she burned her eyes because no one told her to close them. Oh, my God. Isn't that why you put the little goggles on? Yeah. This was, like, early days. Right, okay. Like, really early on. So she had to wear glasses and get eye problems for the rest of her life because she got in the tanning bed. Damn. And had her eyes open the whole time. Jeebus. And, yeah, she burnt her eyeballs. That sounds incredibly painful Basically, equivalently, like, sunburning your eyeballs because it's UV light. Yeah, yeah. So. Oh, man. That sounds so painful. Don't do shit to your eyes. Yeah, no. This is making my eyes feel really, like, uncomfortable and itchy. Um, (laughs) Amber is no uh stranger to body mods Mm. so honestly for someone like her because she has over 200 tattoos she has her tongue split her um ears stretched 
and she's had like cosmetic surgeries, like a boob job, like fillers, and she's also had uh, pointed implants put in her ears. Like her elvias. Yeah. So like she's had a lot done. So she probably thought this is fine. This is just another I'm body sure mod. It sounds you know? like she like. She's obviously researching and she knew the risk. Yeah. And, like, I'm not saying, like, what an idiot, she shouldn't have done it. I'm just like... Oh, no, I'm not saying that either. I'm just like, fucking hell. Oh, the only re- like, I'm only saying it makes me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> That's yeah. it. That's all I'm saying. So, I mean, for her, for someone who's, like, really experienced in that kind of thing, probably didn't really think twice about it. Probably went, okay, there's risks, but there's risks with every procedure. Let's do it anyway. Like, I, I get it. But she's now said that she's not considering any more extreme body mods after that. Probably for the best. I feel like going blind for three weeks is probably enough to scare anyone. <laughs> Some photos of her, I'm like, I'm like, no, I don't. It looks awful. And other photos of her, I'm like, oh, no, actually. It's like, like, yeah. Like this one here, I'm like, okay, cool. But this one here, I'm like, ugh. I mean, I don't think it looks bad. I, I think it's just because the photo's bad and she looks very orange underneath all the tattoos. I think it looks right. <laughs> but, I mean, I personally, like, having seen photos of her from the article, she's quite an attractive girl. Like, I don't think that... You know how, like, there's some people in the world... I can't decide if I like the blue eyes or not. But you know how there are, like, some people in the world that are just like, oh, tattoos on girls, how gross. Oh, she's got the uh, fang teeth as well. She does, yeah. Mm. I don't get that. I look at her. She's quite attractive. Like, I, I personally do think that she's quite attractive. Mm. Oh, no, I mean, I like tattoos on um, chicks. When are you getting some? <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> uh, there's sort of a bit in here about the reaction she gets from strangers. No, I can imagine. Which, like, I, I'm kind of pissed that the interviewer asked her that. I'm like, why should she give a fuck when anyone thinks of her? If it's making her happy, like, go ahead. It's not hurting anyone else. But, yeah, she said that she often gets mixed reactions from strangers. No, I can imagine. Um, but that in person, it's not that bad. But online, it's quite... She gets a lot of... Oh, um, they're, they're hiding. Yeah. You know. <laughs> they're always a bit more brave on like, the internet. With, with Australia, I feel like, for all the... You get a lot of, like, race and discrimination here as it is, but I feel like people on the street are fairly accepting of, like, that's... Yeah. Depending where you live. Like, if she walked down the street in, like, Brunswick or Newtown, people are like, whatever. Yeah, no, no one would bat an eyelid. Like, you know, like, people are going to be more... I feel like the society is more inclined for it, but people online, you're going to get people from, like, more, I guess, sort of reserved conservative countries, things like that, more like... I mean, that still exists in Australia as it well. It does exist in Australia, but I feel like online, those people are more likely to encounter her, and they're going to be like, fuck you, or yeah. whatever. And just... I just, you know, I, I don't... I personally don't understand how people who don't know this girl, mm. never met her, how, how she looks has any bearing on their life whatsoever and how they think their opinion matters. Yeah. I mean, that goes for a lot of, like, stupid shit that gets said online, but just to, you know, attack a person because of how they like to look... Get fucked. So, but yeah, so she does get a bit of like critical stuff said about her online, but she said that she doesn't really care. Good. Um, quote from her, I'm not harming anyone. I'm doing what I want to do. And if it makes me get up in the morning and be a happy person, then so be it. Yeah, but you're kind of harming yourself with that eye surgery. But <laughs> <laughs> ah, she said she's not going to do it again. Yeah, I say good on her. Do you want to see a photo of her before she got all of her body mods done? Yeah. She looks like a normie, just so you she know. She looks like um. <laughs> Who's that Christian woman from True Blood? Oh, yeah. Um, fuck, what's her name? She's in, like, Pitch Perfect and stuff yeah, as well. I, I can't her. remember her name. But uh, she does She does she look, looks, look, look very similar to that. What's her character's name? Can't remember the actress's name. Yeah, I'm just trying to find it now. What the, what character does she play in? Um, she's Steve Nolan's wife, but I can't remember her name, which is really bad, because she was in the show Jessica Newland? No. No. Sarah Newland. Sarah Newland. The actress is Anna Camp. Anna Camp. But yeah, she does look very similar to that, I will say. <laughs> but this is what she looks like now. Yeah. I 
think she looked good either way. Talking about things that look good, did you know Mary's Burgers is coming to Melbourne? Oh, hell yeah. Like, not as a pop-up, as like a proper, hell we're going to be open the yes. whole time, including new burgers just for Melbourne. <gasps> oh, I'm excited. You know excited. when they When? Tomorrow. The 20th of January. But they're opening. Mary's we should, Burgers. We should, we should def- where, where are they opening? Uh, in the city. So, shout out to everyone living in Melbourne. Mary's Burgers is opening. Uh, really good Sydney burger joint. Yeah. The burgers kind of look like they've been stepped on, in my opinion. Every single one I've ever got. Look, don't Looks like they've it stepped to be. on it. But they've all tasted amazing. I'd really recommend get the cheeseburger and get them to put, um, for their vegan and vegetarian burgers, they do like a mushroom. Yeah. Like a big mushroom as the patty. Yeah. Get the cheeseburger. Get them to put a mushroom in it as well. It's, oh my God. I was going to so say, good. don't expect the burgers to be Instagrammable because oh God, they look no. like shit, they but they taste awful. so good. Yeah. Like, honestly. And they only have like three burgers. So. Yeah. And the fried chicken is pretty good as well. <laughs> yeah. And if you are in Sydney and you're like, oh, I want some Mary's burgers, but I don't want to have to line up outside the crack den looking joint in Newtown that they have. It's an old church. It looks like a crack den and there's a red light over it like it's a brothel. It's an old church. Is it? Yeah. It looks like a crack den. <laughs> Go down to Rami Rascal. Because there's a Mary's Burgers in the CBD just off just off a block off Elizabeth Street. They'll deliver to Ramley Rascal. So you can drink at Ramley Rascal and you're going to get your Mary's Burgers delivered. <laughs> it's fucking killer. This is this podcast is sadly not yet sponsored by Mary's Burgers. <laughs> no, not spawn. We just love it. <laughs> <laughs> Good shit. My final story today is we're just going to call out some idiots and some silly people and some bad people. This article is from the City Morning Herald by James Messola. Mm-hmm. A lot of it, I uh, just to the nature of the article, a lot of it I'm pretty much going to be just quoting verbatim, just how it is. But I thought it was a good article. Tragic, deadly, stupid. Australians keep getting into trouble overseas. Yeah. Wait, let me guess. They're in Thailand or Bali? Most of these stories take place in Bali. Yeah. A couple in Singapore as well. I'm surprised by that because mm. Singapore's pretty um strict, yes? Yeah, don't. Well, the ones who got into most trouble are in Singapore. Right. Makes sense. There. So, from the stupid to the tragic to the deadly, 2019 was another year of some Australians behaving badly in Southeast Asia. Drugs and alcohol play a major part. Of course they do. So I'm just going to quote James directly here because I thought like, this was... Hi, Bobby. Yeah. Bobby, please, stop. <laughs> we're, trying to, we're trying to record something here. So this is, this is taken straight from the article here. Um, the quest for the perfect selfie. There's a good reason why the selfie sticks have been dubbed the Wand of Narcissus. I liked a lot. <laughs> yeah, also saw great. terrorists taking unnecessary risks at times with fatal consequences. So that's directly quoting the authors. We had a few higher profile cases and I was like, oh, I remember these. That was only a year ago. What the fuck? Right. Okay. So do you remember Rahaf Muhammad al Quin? I mean, the name doesn't ring a bell, but... She was the 19-year-old Saudi-Canadian woman detained by Thai authorities on the 5th of January 2019. She was trying to come to Australia to seek asylum. Oh, yeah. No, I do remember that. That was a year ago. That was taking place this time last year. What the fuck? I know, right? This seems so long ago. I know! What the fuck? So she was fleeing her family who was threatening to kill her for a variety of reasons, including she had left Islam. Uh, she was eventually granted asylum in Canada. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, going on at roughly the same time, I think he received a little bit less attention, though, was uh, Hakim Al-Arabi. Arabi. He's a 26-year-old refugee footballer who fled Bahrain to start a new life in Melbourne. Uh, he has actually gained citizenship in Australia because he was part Australian, so I think that's why she ended up in Canada, because Australian, you know, Australian's like, ugh, refugees, icky. It, it gets weird here but with refugees. At least reason. for Hakim, he was part Australian. Right, so okay, like, made it a lot easier for him. <laughs> yeah, okay. We'll slurp him up. Also, he plays football, and Australia's football team sucks, so maybe they're like, oh, we can get a decent player at the same time. Probably not, but maybe. Maybe, okay. I really couldn't tell exactly what it was that he had to flee Bahrain for, but it sounds like he was a well-known football player. 
Okay. In Bahrain. And he said some things and the government didn't like what he was saying. And I guess because he was like a big voice. Mm-hmm. So they kept arresting him and shit. He did spend time in prison in Bahrain. So it just sounds to me like the government didn't like that he was an outspoken young individual against their... Poppy. I know, Poppy. You're an outspoken individual against our rule right now. Jesus, half this episode well, is going to be... going to put you in prison. Her screaming. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, so I'm like, not sure what he did. Government didn't like him speaking out against them. He was worried about being tortured and beaten. So like, yeah, fucking okay, get cool. out of there. That's fair. Maybe don't now. stay. Yeah. yeah. So Hakeem stays in Australia now. So there's like, there's like the high big profile cases. So now we're going to talk about... Which really doesn't have anything to do with anyone behaving badly. I might no, just put that out there. No, he's saying like, <laughs> like these, these are just examples of what he called Australians getting into trouble overseas kind of thing. Or stories right, about Australia. Right, okay. And even now I think about it like, our queen, she's got no real ties to Australia. She's Saudi Canadian, but she wanted to come here. Hmm. And it sort of like thrust Australia into the issue. Yeah. These next ones all involve... Australians, though, so they've got some lesser known incidents. Claire Amelia Johnson from the Gold Coast. She was running a medical tourism business out of Thailand. Uh, she was detained and deported from Thailand after outstaying her visa by 111 days. Whew, okay. So she probably wasn't even there on a work visa by the sounds of it, and so I don't know how legal her business was, but whatever. I was going to say, can you start a business if you're just on a working visa? I think the business was technically located here, and she'd fly people to Thailand uh, to have operations because it's cheaper. Right. Oh. Can't. You don't, you don't know medical tourism? No, I do know that, mm. but okay, that makes more sense. I mean, I'd probably do medical tourism to see a dentist. Yeah, a d- uh, dentistry would. is exa- insanely expensive in Australia. Yeah, but like I could go overseas and yeah. it'll be dirt cheap and get a holiday out of it and it's just as good, if not probably better in some places. So yeah. it is something I'm considering, but that's probably like a few years away. Susan Leslie O'Brien, Sydney, she killed a Balinese motorcyclist while driving without a license. Fucking hell. She only spent three months in jail. Fucking hell. Barley jail. How still. how long did Chappelle Corby spend in jail for some weed? <laughs> Barley's really harsh on drugs. Yeah. Uh, Nicholas Carr from Adelaide, he had a drunken rampage, including flight kicking a motorcyclist, a home invasion, <gasps> damage to a convenience store, and he spent several months in prison. What the fuck? Leave motorcyclists alone. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> William Cabantog and David Van Ayersel from Melbourne, uh, they're facing prison time after cocaine possession. They were in a nightclub when it got raided by police, and mm-hmm. they're facing several years in prison now. You know how much cocaine they had on them? How much? 1.12 grams. Oh my god. That's nothing. And obviously, like, that's enough on, like, that must have been their personal use kind of thing, so they're, yeah. like, they're dealing it. But, like, don't go to these countries that are super strict on drugs and yeah. still do drugs. I feel like that's just basically being stupid. Like, you know what's going to happen. We have so many high-profile cases, like Chappelle Corby, mm. of Australians going overseas Getting busted with drugs and spending a long time in jail. Still why would holiday. you? Why would you risk it? Uh, so then, this one, I guess, this was probably a high-profile case, but I hadn't heard of it. Was uh, Australian Rugby League Commissioner Mark Coyne, who actually used to play rugby league, because I think that's how it works. You play rugby league until you're too old to play it, and then you just become a commentator for it, right, or in the admin board for it. Something like that. Uh, had to resign after making a drunken fool of himself in Singapore, and I'm just going to pretty much quote what he said here. So he called Sergeant Dominique Songguo Kwan of the Singapore Police Officer. He's, these, sorry, these, ledge these words at him. He said he was fucking stupid. Sorry, fucking stupid idiot. A fucking dickhead. A cock. And towards other officers, he said fucking cocks, fucking dogs. He also threatened to, and I quote, sue you through your fucking ass. He told the officers that if 
Some fucking stupid cunt sues me. I don't care. Especially you. Oh my god. He also told police, you guys are fucking crazy. You guys must be fucking embarrassed. And you must be so fucking proud of yourselves. Which I think is perfect because when he probably sobered up and... Words for yourself there, Mark. Yeah. Who's the fucking stupid embarrassed idiot now? Yeah, exactly. thinks he's so hot. Yeah, so he had to resign from his job. He was also fined $4,000. And he was facing potential small prison time, but not a lot. And he never did. I'm surprised. So I took all those excerpts there from a different City Monoherical article written by Timothy McDonald called The Foul Mouth Triad That Led to Coin's Arrest. So certainly don't get drunk <sighs> in Singapore and abuse police, of all things. Yeah, that just seems like a really dumb move. And again, out of Singapore, uh, Andrew Gosling from Melbourne. Uh, he killed a 73-year-old Singaporean man, Nisari Sunni, when he threw a wine bottle off of a balcony. Oh my god. Uh, he hit Nisari in the head. As he was sitting down for dinner with his family. Oh my god. Uh, he is facing 15 years in Singapore prison. So he fucking should. Plus a physical caning, because that's what they get there. So they're going to tie him to basically a wooden horse and cane him as part of his punishment. The prosecutors for the, f- the Sunni family are now also accusing it of being a religiously aggravated attack. Oh. Because uh, he was a Muslim. I don't know how there was nothing. They didn't give any real evidence in there to claim that, but they showed like he, he was up. So basically, Andrew he's gone with uh, some mining company and he's been in Singapore two months. See, on a I contract. thought it was more like he just threw it off a balcony, like for a laugh, and it hit someone by accident. Yeah, I don't know. I, from a quick read, it was hard. I didn't see anything in there that where I read that made it sound like he was like abusing them or saying like, "Oh, even Muslims piss off like whatever and threw a bottle," but. There's, yeah, there's not enough for me to read to make a clear judgment on it. Now I'll that be- I'm thinking about it, though, how fucking hard would you have to throw a bottle? The bottle didn't break, either. Fuck. Yeah. Um, because I would think that you probably wouldn't automatically think that that's going to kill someone. I wouldn't. Yeah, well, I mean, it hit an old man in the head. It didn't shatter. He died the next day in hospital. Fuck. Um, Poor guy. Yeah. But he didn't be in Singapore for two months on a mining contract for some mining company, and that's what happened. Yeah, so I, it's it's hard. I don't know if they're just they're pursuing that avenue of a religiously aggravated attack to get more sentence out of him. Yeah, maybe because in Singapore, it just you can increase the sentence time by like fifty percent if it's a religiously activated attack on any charge. Wow. Okay. I think just reading on it there. Um. Yeah. So in the past year, Australian council like embassies received thirteen thousand seven hundred and fifteen assistance cases during the year. Of those, arrest and detention were 1,572 cases, and there were 379 cases of imprisonment. Thailand, Indonesia, Vietnam, United States, and China feature prominently in these cases. And I uh, just quote in the article, the articles, the author, the article's author straight here. When you travel overseas, don't be a jerk. Think about the consequences of your actions that could get you or someone else killed or land you in jail for a lengthy prison spell in dreadful conditions. As Balinese woman Ika said to us about tourists dying for a selfie at Devil's Tears, no photo is worth your life. Yeah. Don't throw bottles of fucking balconies. Yeah, what the fuck? I, They're just yeah. sitting down for a nice family barbecue and all of a sudden grandpa's unconscious and bleeding out of his head. Poor guy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what's wrong with people. But, I mean, there is like, I think the hard but, thing I mean, is- based on, there was like, they spoke to Andrew's lawyer mm-hmm. and from what she said, it sounded more like it really was an accident. He, I don't think he intended to kill the guy. Whether or not he but threw the bottle I was going to say, did he intend though. to hit him though? Yeah. Be interesting to see where that goes. I'll probably forget to follow it up. <laughs> okay, well, that last one was a little depressing. So I'm going to bring you in. We're going to end the episode with something really fucking stupid. Cool. That's pretty funny. Well, it's funny to me anyway. I got this story from news.com.au and it was written by James Hall. Thanks, James. So Tanya is a mother of a four-year-old boy who is outraged 
by a toy that she bought at her local Kmart. Fucking outraged. Outraged! This is the horse of the wang, isn't it? You're close. <laughs> You're very close. I think I know this one. She was shocked when her son ran up to her, pointing out that the toy lion he had bought had a willy. <laughs> and I've got a photo. Um, and it's quite funny. I have to admit. Like, fucking hell, it's hilarious. <laughs> I'll definitely put that on Twitter because holy fuck is it funny. It's just like a tiny dick and balls. Like, it's... Whoever made this toy, like, good on you because it's funny, but also don't do this because it's children. <laughs> That's undoubtedly correct. It's fine. It is. I mean, there's nothing offensive about it. It's just not the paddle pop you're expecting from a lion. <laughs> but the thing that confused Tanya was that the other animals she'd bought didn't have it. It was just the lion. What? Yeah, so apparently there was, like, a few animals in the same, like, toy range. Yeah. None of them had genitalia. It was just the lion. Why? Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) How weird is that? Only the lion has the penis. (laughs) Apparently. (laughs) All other animals just fucking split in half like amoebas. Oh, okay. Got a quote from her. It's a pretty good one. We were planning a trip to the zoo, and I thought it'd be really great if the kids could take some animal toys with them on the day. So we went to Kmart, and my three youngest picked out their own toys. And they were all... Really happy with them. Then one of the twins turned the lion around and my daughter yelled out, Look, Mum, it's got a willy! (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the animals at the zoo are going to have junk. That's true. I went to the zoo once as a kid and we watched an elephant start drinking through its trunk. Yeah. Just having a drink. And then it also started peeing at the same time. Wow, that's like really in one way and out the other. Yeah, and it was was a bull elephant. It was all going on. (laughs) There were two trunks. Oh my god. Did I ever tell you that story when I was in, at San Diego Zoo and um, the giant tortoises were humping? <laughs> How would you explain that to a child? I don't know, but a lot of the time when I do go see the giant tortoises, wherever I go to see them, they do... I don't know what it is about me. They see me and then like, yeah, it's mating time. And they just start going <laughs> at each other. And they like, make the weirdest noise. Yeah. Because you- <laughs> I could hear it from the other side of the zoo. And I was like, what the fuck is that? And it was still going on by the time I got to them. I haven't heard the tortoise. I've seen like a box turtle. Oh, because shoe, and it's like, eh. It's like, it is like that, but because they're bigger, it's deeper. Uh, <laughs> yeah, totally like that. Uh, no, not like that. But it's a very weird um, sound. <laughs> and as I got to them, he finished, and uh, no, there was like <laughs> jizz everywhere. Oh, God. I don't know what he thought was going to happen, because I don't think any got in there. <laughs> um, but he looks so pleased with himself after. Like, I've never seen a tortoise look so pleased with himself. <laughs> What I am saying is if you had taken your children to the zoo that day, how are you going to explain it? <laughs> Just fucking tell them. They're going to find out eventually. That's that's kind of where I was going with this. I'm like, babies are made. He, the kids already know it's a willy. So, like, just explain it. Just call, just call it a penis. <laughs> don't, don't, don't make... I, I was thinking, and I agree now, like, because I grew up in a household where it was never called that. No, same. And I'm like, for years, I was like, it was weird. I'm like, just call it a penis. See, we didn't even have, like, words... Just everyone just had private parts. Oh, okay. That was... Yeah, don't do that. I grew weird. up in a religious it household. Just, it just makes so. it weird then for everyone. Just, just call <laughs> um, it what it is. Yeah, They're so, going to find out eventually. Yeah. You just just work. Yeah. Oh, what was I about to say? Turtle jizz. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like how you had to think of that to get where you were going. It's um, related. Okay. Did you hear about that tortoise who saved his entire species? Yeah, I think I do remember that. They're like, like, they're all dying out. This one, like, male stud of a tortoise, like, just... Impregnated everyone. He was real horny. (laughs) Yeah, he's he's, he's increased the population of his species like tenfold or something to save them. Good on you. 
absolute stud of a male tortoise, I think they're calling the articles. But Okay, probably should get back to the topic and stop talking about tortoise. Turtle junk. Jizz. <laughs> what did you do on Sunday? I spoke about a turtle's jizz. Sorry, tortoise. Okay, back to the story, which is not about that. It's about lion penis. Yeah. Tanya is now trying to get Kmart to stop selling the toy as she thinks it's inappropriate for the age it's marketed to. Um, which, I guess I agree to an extent, but it's just a, it's just a penis. Yeah. There's not, there's nothing sexual about it. Sorry, furries. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I can't say anything serious in this story, can I? But you no, I mean, like. You, I can't have a serious discussion about the lion toy penis. I'm trying to have a. Can we get 60 minutes on the line? Go have a deep fucking hour long conversation about a children's toy with a fucking penis on it. I'm sure she's been on a current affair. I have no doubt. I bet you they censored it too. Probably. Little, like, little. little pixelated. Like Japanese porn style pixelated lion penis oh on God. TV. 6 30 news. Cover your eyes, Jimmy. You can't see it. <laughs> Mum, I have one. So I've got another quote from her about how inappropriate she thinks it is. I thought it was really inappropriate. In this day and age, it's not acceptable to have things like that on children's toys. I buy a lot of toys and my house is full of toys. But I've never seen anything like this before. It's just so stupid and plain weird. I feel like at this day and age, it's probably the most acceptable it's ever been to put a bloody anatomically correct lion... Maybe the maker of the toy was like, this will start a conversation. A healthy conversation. About lion penis. Or just more about I feel like people in the 1920s, they would have been more like, oh, you cannot Oh, my Lord, I'm going to clutch my pearls. I can see that lion's ankles. (laughs) 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 Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, golly. (laughs) Fucking hell. Um... However, Tanya does admit it's kind of funny. Good on she you, she does see the funny side. Um, she said, I mean, it's funny as well. just take a little modelling file and you sand it down. No more lines. I don't know what it's... It might be made of plastic. So? You can still file plastic with a modelling file. I guess. So she said, I mean, it's funny as well and you can't help but laugh, but it's just still inappropriate for a child, a child's toy that... Bleh, bleh. But it's still just not appropriate for a child's toy that is on display in the kids' section. Uh, my kids thought it was hilarious, though. Yeah, because I did. You got a little willy. Yeah, exactly. I don't know why she's taken this to the news. I've got to be real. This is not a big deal. Yeah. At all. I don't know why she's outraged in any capacity. It's a tiny little penis. On Trying to get some money. Yeah, maybe. Um, she's got three kids to raise. She needs money. She, she's also a blogger. I'm just going to say that. Oh, there we go. That's she's a mummy why. blogger. Okay. Um, so I, I just I don't know why this is, is news. Kmart getting her... Crap together to make her Kmart life hack. Probably. <laughs> I love that um, woman who, like, all these Kmart mums are really upset with because she's like, your Kmart hacks aren't impressive. They're all yeah. the same. I love her. She's great. It's like, you don't need, like, a tea station or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. I mean... Life hack. Like, you just went to Kmart and bought a box and stuff. All it life hack videos are bullshit. The Filthy Frank one was good. I hate those ones where it's like, you're eating a Toblerone wrong. And I'm like, fuck you, I'll eat it however I want. <laughs> um... <laughs> Get into my mouth one way or another. It's all coming out Like, it's out chocolate. I don't care. Just get it in my mouth. Um- <laughs> you heard it here. You heard it here, folks. Just get it in my mouth. It's chocolate. <laughs> okay. I feel like this is... um Derailing? Yeah. The lion it's, it's penis to a place. the conversation. It's, it's gone to a place. You can't have a, a co- an actual conversation about lion, lion penises. We're going to have to ban lion wang <laughs> from the Fuck Me Dead podcast. But yeah, I thought oh, it was a really funny story, but... This is so stupid. Why did you go to the news with it? Trigger warning, lion penis. Oh, God. (laughs) But yeah, just stupid. Who cares? It's a penis. (laughs) Like, whatever. 
Lions. <laughs> okay, I think I think we should wrap it up here before right. we just like keep laughing about this for no reason. Lion penis. <laughs> I'm over it. You know All what? Right. I'm just gonna get that sound bite and I'm gonna post it everywhere. <laughs> Oh, no! <laughs> you done fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Now they're going to know me as the lion penis boy on the internet. <laughs> it's that lion penis boy. It's just like a... You're always talking about that lion penis. It's just like a... What was her name? Something white from oh, last yeah. episode. Oh, sh- She's the woman who ate the poo. The woman who ate the poo. You'd be the guy. Who guy talks about the lion penis. <laughs> Just can't stop talking about the lion penis. Okay, you have to stop now. Wrap up the episode. What was I going to... Oh, like when Red Dead Redemption 2 was coming out, I'm like, gotta see them horse balls change size in real oh time. Oh my god. And then, did you think the entire time I played through that game, all my horses were chicks? <laughs> I didn't even get to fucking see it. Oh, what a tragedy. Tragedy. There's a lion in that game as well, actually. I don't think it has junk. <laughs> okay, let's stop talking If about you'd like to submit us stories that may or may not contain lion penis... Oh my god. ...on the podcast... Give us some feedback or anything at all, really. You can email us at fmedeadpodcast at gmail.com. Fuck, that was stilted. I'm leaving it. That's what it is. <laughs> okay. Uh, give us a follow us on Twitter, as you probably know by now, because it's episode seven. You've only heard yes. me say this probably seven times, maybe more, if you've listened to multiple episodes more than once. Thank you if you have, but I don't know why you would. But yeah, thank you. but thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, follow us on Twitter, fuckmedeadpod. Uh, we tweet we occasionally. Tweet. Uh, like I said, I posted a story about a man with a three-day-long erection because he... Drank bull Viagra or something. I can't remember. It was funny. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't he, he be like He was really excited days. about his upcoming uh, encounter with a 30-year-old woman, as the article put it. I'm like, what the fuck? What does that matter? Are they trying to say that 30 is young or old? I don't I know. I don't understand. He was excited for his account of the 30-year-old woman. I'm like, Jesus how old is he? They don't mention that. Okay. Scandalous. So what? A 30-year-old woman Ooh. having intercourse. Ah! <laughs> Clutch my pearls. <laughs> I bet you could see her ankles when she was naked. The slut. <laughs> That harlot, that naked woman, I can see her ankles. Oh, goodness. Put some socks on. <laughs> Please finish the outro. <laughs> <laughs> Hell. All this information and fucking shit. Goodbye. <laughs> Please do that again. <laughs> uh, all the information will be available in the show notes, as always, are on our website. Uh, you can follow us on pretty much anything you can put a podcast on. Tell your friends, tell your buddies, like, share, we tweet, add us to your top eight friends, follow us on RSSR feed, send us an MSN messenger hit up. Oh, I miss MSN. Find okay. us in RuneScape. <laughs> Not everyone was a RuneScape stud, like you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a weird story. <laughs> okay, well, uh, thank you for listening, and we will uh, see you next week. Yes, where the sound will probably be even worse, because there'll be less stuff in the room. I'm sorry in advance. <laughs> Lion penis. Bye. I want lion penis to be the last thing I say, so goodbye, lion penis. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs>